amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. There are three important trials coming up in the next month that has been a long time coming. The West case, the Stout case, and the Daybell case. In my last video, I discussed the West case. That happened in December of 2020, where two little California boys who were four and three years old Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba were allegedly murdered by their adoptive parents and their bodies are still yet to be found. You can see that in the description box below or in my YouTube playlist. In today's video, we're gonna dive into the Stoke case, where in January of 2020, an 11-year-old little Colorado boy named Gannon was reported missing, but in fact was murdered, allegedly by his wicked stepmother, Letitia. His lifeless body was found 1,400 miles away in Florida in a suitcase from his own home, and that suitcase was thrown over a bridge. In the next trial video, we'll tackle the Daybell case. We are waiting on some information from a hearing regarding the death penalty and how the defense wants it to be thrown out for Lori. She's currently on trial for the murder of her two children, JJ and Tylee, and for conspiracy to commit murder of her fifth husband's then-wife, Tammy Daybell. She also has a sprinkling of a bunch of other charges. The kids still haven't been laid to rest, and from the sounds of it, won't be for a while, as Chad Daybell, Lori's husband, his trial's been separated and pushed out. The date is yet to be determined, but can be as late as the end of this year, making it four years from the murders. So finally, these trials are just around the corner and happening at pretty much the same time. Things are gonna be really, really, really busy here at It's a Crime. So today, I'll give you an update on the Stout case, where the case is at and when the trial will start and how long it'll run for. Plus, some interesting and notable moments that happened in the case up until now. The truth is coming out, it will be revealed and hopefully justice will be served up piping hot for Letitia. And finally, the families can move forward and start to heal from this part of the nightmare they've had to deal with. So now, let's get into it. Gannon Stoke was 11 years old when he went missing from his Colorado Springs home in Colorado on January 27, 2020. His stepmother, Letitia Stoke, reported him missing that evening and claimed that he had gone to a friend's house and never returned. 
Letitia couldn't name who that friend was. When the authorities arrived and did look around, Gannon was nowhere to be seen. However, in actuality, and according to court documents, Letitia had Gannon's body in the trunk of her vehicle and cleaned up the blood that covered his room. She also moved, it was said, the bed to hide the blood. After an extensive search, Gannon's remains were found in Florida almost two months later, 1,400 miles away. He was found on March 18, 2020. Letitia Stoke was then arrested for his murder. Now, Gannon's death was horrific. He was shot in the jaw and stabbed at least 18 times before he died. They found a bullet in his head and two in the pillow, which was also with him in the suitcase. Letitia's DNA was on the gun that shot him and was said to be in the vicinity of that bridge that the suitcase was thrown off of, according to her phone records. Letitia Stoke is facing 13 charges, including murder in the first degree of a child under 12 and position of trust, first degree murder after deliberation, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with a deceased human body, tampering with physical evidence, seven counts of a crime of violence for using a weapon. Now the weapons listed in the complaint includes a firearm, a blunt object, and a sharp object. One count of crime of violence as well, causing severe bodily injury or death. Letitia initially pled not guilty, but then she changed her plea later to not guilty by reason of insanity, which is a very interesting move in my opinion, and one that I've talked about in previous videos. When you think about this plea or this change of plea, what she's essentially saying is, I did it, but I'm not guilty even though I did it because I was insane. And now she has to prove that, which from the looks of it will be quite the obstacle for the defense. But more on that in a minute. Letitia also faces a second case in which she's accused of attempting to escape from the El Paso County Jail in May of 2020. Now, it was something else when it came to this attempted escape. She planned on breaking out of jail using a broomstick. Oh yes, you heard that right. Letitia tried to bribe another inmate to obtain a broomstick so she could break the glass of the window. And she even said she measured herself and the window because, quote, she knows she can get out. She told the other inmate that her relative gave her $75,000 to pay for legal representation, but she said she'd much rather use the money to survive, if you know what I mean. The other inmate told the authorities what was going on because she didn't want to have anything to do with Letitia and didn't want to get into trouble. Now, when the deputies searched Letitia's cell, they found a letter to her daughter that said, if something comes up in the news that she's no longer in jail or is missing, to not be afraid. Now, Letitia's also accused of slipping out of handcuffs and attacking a deputy as she was transported to Colorado from South Carolina after her arrest. That's where they found her. They had to do a little overnighter in Kansas. This was before her little Ted Bundy plot to escape. Now, other notable moments, and there are just so many, but I'll save that for another video. During the investigation, Letitia didn't look for Gannon. She just said, search, 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 where am I gonna search? She also did a press conference with her head turned away from the cameras, which was something super bizarre. And that was a very big deal. Now, I did a video on that and I broke down her behavior and words on that one as well. You can check that below or at the end of this video. And the topper of it all was that Letitia brought in a little imaginary friend into the story named Eduardo with a G. We here at It's a Crime call the fictional character Eduardo Amaletto. Letitia claimed that Eduardo assaulted her. 
and she was essayed even. And she found him, Aguardo, by driving around and then offered him the garage door code to come into the house. But the best part, I guess you could say in the story, was when she said she was being assaulted downstairs in Gannon's room, the doorbell rang, she went upstairs, answered the door, and then went back downstairs for more. Notable, she didn't report this event. This is just the beginning of her BS. There's so much more in my opinion, but I need pretty much another three, four, five hours, maybe days. Stay tuned for that video. And while authorities were looking for Gannon in Colorado, he was stuffed in a suitcase that was chucked over that bridge in Florida, only minutes away from where Letitia was staying at a hotel, according to the documents. So now she has her plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Her first competency evaluation deemed her fit to stand trial. There was a request for another one. And the second one, believe it or not, they haven't even received the report on yet. And the judge is pretty confused and said he's never seen anything like this. The expert missed the deadlines and they had ample time to do it. And in fact, the deadline was in February, but the trial is still moving forward. Now there's nothing mentioned about the death penalty. I know a while back, might've been a couple years back even, that District Attorney Michael Allen mentioned it, but I haven't heard anything since. Now, Colorado did abolish the death penalty in July of 2020, but the crime occurred before that deadline, so it was said it would still be eligible in this case, much like Barry Morphew as well happened before, and that was May of 2020, it happened before that July. So now jury selection begins on March 20th, 2023, and is expected to take approximately two weeks. It could take longer. But Judge Werner said that he was very aware of the time that they have and wants to keep the jury selection streamlined. Now on April 3rd is when they start evidence presentation. And it said it will be six weeks for the presentation of the case, which leads us into mid-May. And there's going to be a lot of information, I'm sure, and probably a few shockers. Now, on March 9th was a pretrial readiness conference. And there have been so many delays in this case. And Letitia's trial has been delayed because of a request for this mental health evaluations, plural. And also, almost every time Letitia was due in court, there was some sort of drama, like refusing to go to court a few times until the judge put a stop to that. It was honestly a circus and pretty much a slap to the family. It's so disrespectful, in my opinion, not only for the murder of Gannon, but the theatrics since then. And every single time she goes to court, it's a freaking gong show. So it just happens over and over and over again. So there was a pretrial readiness hearing, as I said last week, and a final report that still has not been submitted regarding Letitia's evaluation. It was supposed to be submitted by now and there were deadlines the defense didn't reach. The defense is also looking to have an MRI done on Letitia as well, but these things have been talked about for ages. And Letitia's lawyer, Josh Tolini said, he turned over everything he had on a flash drive and was given to the prosecution and thought he had everything. But according to District Attorney Michael Allen, there are still things missing. Side note, Josh Tolini still has not pronounced Letitia's name right. He calls her Miss Stouch. And I'm actually glad he does that because I'm wondering how much detail this lawyer actually notices. District Attorney Allen has an extraordinary attention to detail and quite the resume. Now the judge definitely had to say something about these delays and said, 
I'm also puzzled as to why we are more than a year out and this expert hasn't finalized a report. And about the MRI, he said, I don't understand why we are 13 months after the plea when the MRI could have been done. Now, Michael Allen said he's never seen anything like this from an expert and the judge said, it's a new one for me as well. But the judge made it very clear that the defense is to get that report. He said, it's not a suggestion, it's not a guideline, not a hope, it's a deadline. Now they talked a bit about doing another delay in the trial and I thought there is no way that Michael Allen's gonna have that. And sure enough, District Attorney Allen said, the victims have been waiting over three years for justice and had the hardest three years they've ever lived through. Amen to that, because that one sentence about sums it up, doesn't it? It's the most honest sentence in the entire courtroom and hearing thus far. They are moving forward with the trial. And from the sounds of it, it's going to be tight with timing already. Now we'll see what Letitia pulls. About it being televised, there's only audio recording that will be allowed during jury selection. As of right now, no cameras will be allowed in the courtroom to cover the actual trial. Now the most interesting aspect to that pretrial hearing the other day was at the very end of it. The judge asked Letitia if she will wear regular clothing to the courtroom for her trial, and she said no, that she wanted to wear her jail garb. Judge Werner reminded her that's her right to wear outside clothing, and that helps so that there's no prejudice. And we all know that Letitia's all about her rights being violated, right down to the little itty bitty everything. And she still said no. So I find that very interesting. And immediately I think, what the heck is she up to? What are your thoughts? Let me know below. The judge said that he will revisit again. He seemed stumped as well and said, he'll ask her again about that clothing. So what do you think about this? Do you think she wants to do this for some reason, to use this to her so-called advantage in the future? Let me know below. Speaking of violation of rights, Letitia has a pending federal lawsuit claiming her first and eighth amendment rights were violated in jail. She claims she's been mistreated while she's been in jail and claims she wasn't properly given kosher food and the jail neglected to give her medical care. The complaint involved a meat product called Smeet. And I wish I was joking. And she went on and on and on and on and on about her violation of her rights. What about Gavin's rights? Now, Letitia also wrote a judge a few times. She's made a spectacle of herself saying that she had threats to her peanut butter. You could see during hearings on WebEx that she liked to flick the lights off and on. I saw her spinning in a circle and go, oh, and so much more. She's done so many things. It is truly a spectacle. You can check out my entire playlist below or at the end of this video. Stay tuned for more on this trial. I can't wait to see how this ends. And I have full faith in Michael Allen I believe justice will be 110,000% served up hot. Bye-bye, Letitia. Thank you so much for watching. Click the like, hit subscribe, and don't forget to share this out. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.